<clears throat> Good evening, everyone. It's been a while since you've heard from Kicking with Lynn, but I've decided to just take the bull by the horn this afternoon and come on and share with you some of the reasons why it has been a period of time that has passed since we haven't spoken. I hope all is well and staying safe during these times and that we will get back on track as soon as possible. But one of the main reasons why I have not focused on the things that I'm truly passionate about more so than anything else is that I have been offered a job working with someone who is trying to put himself in a position to become a member of the city council and they have also entered into a new venture that he wants me to be a part of and after several suggestive meetings I decided to go along with him because the offer was really too good to refuse. But anyway, now that I'm settled in and trying very hard to endure safety rules and protocols by staying home and studying diligently, there are so many topics that I want to continue about. I believe the last session I did was the one that ended in the coming to America. There are many topics now that we have arrived in America that I want to talk to you about. 1619, of course, was the first acknowledged group of Africans coming to the New World. By 1641, the groundwork has been set for slavery. The migration and the settlers, English settlers, came to the New World in droves. We had invented uh, tobacco, which required definite labor, and they kept coming. And land was a very large issue because most of the countries involved in this transition wanted to claim it for themselves. As time went on, the country started settling because there were so many people. But going and leading up to the Civil War, we're going to talk only about the eastern coast of those 13 colonies, realizing that the last colony to settle started in 1731 or 32, I believe, and that was Georgia. And most of these settlers, be reminded, came from different parts of the international world. However, the colonies themselves soon realized that they had to do something about their independence because they did not like the idea that overseas someone was telling them what to do. Thus, we come all the way up to the year 1776 when, hear me now, the colonists decided on July 4th, 1776, that they had had enough of England. 
I didn't realize this for the longest period of time, but that war lasted for many years before we really got our independence. I heard someone say not too long ago about celebrating on 4th of July. Well, the celebrations on 4th of July was independence from a British rule country and those who had left that country now found that they wanted their found freedom and their liberty to make their own decisions, make their own laws, and not be reporting back to someone all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. So we have arrived at the civil independence of the new colonial settlers. That was resolved amicably in 1783 with the Treaty of Paris. Our very first president came about maybe seven or eight years later, I think it was 1789, when the Continental Congress, after two sessions, met. They had drawn up the Constitution earlier and, of course, put on the Bill of Rights attached to it. And we elected a president, President George Washington, our very first president. And we go on and on and on. And then we come up to this period in time where nothing is being done. The country is getting organized. When I say nothing is getting done, slavery is in full force. The South is fighting in the North. They want their own way. They don't want to give up their slavery. The North wants to go to the industrialized revolutionary time. Or slaves are running away from the South. But that's why we wound up, ladies and gentlemen, going into the Civil War. The Civil War was not to free the slaves. A few years, like I think it was 1863, when Lincoln was pretty much drawn to the table and said, you have to do something by the abolitionists about slavery. But what the real deal behind the Emancipation Proclamation was, Lincoln's cabinet or his platform when he ran in 1860 was not to extend slavery. But he really didn't care one way or another. He just wanted to keep everything under control. Anyway, we get up to the Civil War, 1861, and we fought that war until 1865. When Lincoln was assassinated one week after the war, his vice president, Andrew Johnson, took office. Now, understand that Lincoln had already put in place two years earlier the Slavery Act, Amendment 13, abandoning, you know, abolishing slavery. He'd also put in place what later became known as the reconstruction of the country because the war had devastated not only the South, but the North. And in between those countries or those states moving towards the West, because now we don't forget, there was the Indian Wars, there was the French Wars, there were a lot of wars going on. <laughs> when I hear about Trump saying, make America again, great again. I think about all these things and I'm like, boy, he does not know his history. 
Because one of the things that bring about peace in most countries is wars. And the wars came about because I want what you have and I've come here and I'm going to take it away from you. And I don't care at what cost. And that's what happened. I talked to this topic of reconstruction that Lincoln had put in place because Congress did enact, and believe it or not, it was the Republican Party that did it because Lincoln ran on the Republican ticket that got the reconstruction of the country back into practice. Johnson didn't want to do anything about it. He was still a Southern boy and he wanted to, he even actually pardoned all of the Confederate Army soldiers that was in the war saying, let's start again. And then some of them were appointed back into the government with officials. No, 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 no. We couldn't do that. So I'm going to bring you up to that point because the very next topic I want to talk about will be the reconstruction of the colonies now becoming the United States of America. It was during those periods of time when they were writing the Constitution, blah, 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 that we decided that we're going to be the United States of America and no longer the 13 colonies. The Freedmen's Bureau was one of those agencies and many other institutions that they created. But at the same time, Reconstruction ran from 1865 in the war, 1867, when it was fully implemented, until 1877, 10 years. But it's that 10-year period in this country, in the United States of America, that very few people are aware of. That was when the country started to change. It lasted until a compromise came which we will talk more about. And since 1867 through 1877, there was a recognition going on in this country that took hold so swiftly and so productively and well-organized that the compromise had to come up in order to put a stop to the world evidencing and seeing for themselves their true talent and knowledge and expertise of people of color if they were only allowed a chance to live up to the fact that we the people looking for liberty and freedom and justice for all could be served and handled properly. I will hopefully be back in touch with you guys before the holidays. I wish you well, and may you enjoy the reasons that we have come to this point of celebration in the next few weeks and never lose sight of the gift that we have been given in order for us to Make every effort to be unified as one, regardless of race, color, creed, nationality. Have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you next time.